Hello, I'm Tracy Carlton Ward and this is Sweat, Grit and Hustle. For those of you that's been listening with me before, you'll know that we do a mixture of things here on Sweat, Grit and Hustle. We have inspirational stories from people that have already been in business a while or done phenomenal things already in their business. We have real life stories from people who are just starting or in the early stages of the business. And then a couple of episodes each month, so to speak, I do a little bit of content for you to help you if you're thinking of starting a business or you've already started a business and you're wanting to grow it. This week's episode is all about vision, values and the four A's. So back in episode 10, we went through things to do with the side hustle and starting a business, the different ideas you could use or the different things you could engage to create income. Now, if for you, you've got a brilliant business idea and it's maybe been a side hustle or you want it as a business anyway, then you need to get started. So if you're ready with that idea to get started on your business, I wanted to share with you some principal things that you can start considering now in order to help you clarify where you want to go and also the logistical things you need to going to put in place. So before you even start doing all that stuff, you know, do I get a limited company? Do I go sole trader? How much money do I need to make each month? Before you even get into any of that, there are a couple of things you want to sit down and clarify for yourself in order to get that idea for that side hustle or business off the ground. So I'm going to go through with you today vision, how that's actually going to help you plan your business before it's even begun, the three key elements of vision and something I call the four A's, which are the initial steps to determining what you need to put out there. So let's get started with a little bit on vision. Now, your vision is going to create the ability to attract other people as well as who and what to keep in your business, what to grow about your business or who and what to let go of. Your vision is also going to keep you on track and avoid you getting into distractions. And the great thing is, is when you have a vision, when you've got clarity on your vision for your business, it's going to actually focus you. And sometimes being focused is actually going to get your business off the ground. Now, your values and your vision drive every decision for your business, whether it's starting it, growing it, changing it it drives all the decisions so if you like it's all about the direction the destination and the message and the clearer you are on your vision of tomorrow the easier it becomes to resolve the issues of today by default so if a problem comes up you don't go scurrying around and panicking and getting into a complete tears when you've got a clear vision Because you use that vision to determine what do I do with this issue. And resolving issues becomes a lot easier. It's like literally being on a journey and the difference between having a, a clear, flat, straight road or having a road that's bumpy, full of curves that you've got to slow down with every so often. So that that's why I see vision as something you need to be looking at 
before you even go down the route of bank accounts, limited companies, marketing plans, all of that lot, forget it till you've got your vision in. So what's the three key elements of vision? Well, they're your purpose, your mission and your values. What the flip I hear you saying? I know what my values are, um, but do you? Yeah, what are the values for your business as opposed to what are the values for you? So the purpose is, as you'd imagine, it's why you and your flipping business is on the planet in the first place. If you don't know why your business is going to exist, what is the point of starting it? Because that's the first step. What is it there to do? The mission is the next level down from purpose. It's your tangible, measurable elements that are going to help you determine, you know, what, what's the marker that says I've reached the destination? And don't panic, you know, like everything in life, our goals, our, our missions, all of that stuff. When you get to the horizon and that first destination, trust me, there's more horizon beyond it. So you'll simply then create an, another destination and you'll grow your business sometimes step by step. In terms of values, if you think about your your vision being your destination, what's the purpose? Why is this business on the planet and where am I going to with it? Then the values are the way that you're going to get there. It's your key to who is going to be a great fit for your business, whether that's suppliers, partners, team members, etc., it's also a method to filter out the people that aren't going to fit. So if you've got a list of values and you know exactly what you stand for, do you think it's going to be easier to work with people that are on the same wavelength or do you think it's going to be easier to work with people a total opposite to you in wavelength? Of course, it's going to be easier if you've got people in your team, suppliers, people that you're partnering with, that are on the same wavelength as you. They, you know, if one of your values is you love people and you want to put people at the forefront and your customer service and making sure that, you know, you are responding to people's questions quickly, etc. If you've got somebody in your team who doesn't have that value and can't agree to stand by that value they're not going to deal with the issues from customers in a way that's going to fit your business. And it's also part of your core belief as to how your business is going to operate. So I like to think of it, if you think about the journey we talked about, you know, your, your, your vision is your destination. Your mission is effectively the direction, for want of a better word, you know, which way you're going to go. And your values are the fuel you're going to put in the tank or how you're going to get down that road to the destination. Now, this doesn't necessarily come in about 30 seconds. It might take a little bit of thinking about, but it's definitely worth it. You know, you might have heard people say, oh, the first thing to do is sit down and do a business plan or, you know, to to decide on what your product looked like. Forget it. If you do not know your vision, if you do not know your mission and your values and your purpose, what's the point of a business plan? 
Who cares whether you're going to break even if you don't even know what your business is going to do and where you want it to end up? So that's why I put sitting down and doing that purpose, mission and values as one of the first things to do once you've got the idea for your side hustle or your business. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're going to be doing as part of your income stream, maybe trading in Forex, then you're not providing a service or a product to anybody. So you might not need this stuff. The vision might be more about where you want your income to go, where you want your life to go. Then it's worth doing the vision for you. But when it's a product or service you're going to be putting out there, vision, just, you know, at the end of the day, if we can see where we're going, it's going to be easier to get there. So now I want to come on to the four A's. So this is, if you like, is a starting point for your marketing, for you determining how this thing's going to be out there. And the four A's are this, amazing, avatar, affliction, and artifact. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. Some of you are thinking, what the flip is she on about with that lot? Well, don't panic. I'm going to share with you a few layman's terms. You know what I'm like. At the end of the day, if I can't understand it, you can't understand it. So I'm going to go through what each of those means in layman's terms. You know, the four rays is just a way to remember them. Um, so amazing. First thing is sit down about your product or service and ask yourself, what is unique about this? Why would people come to you or your company for your product or service? What is it that you offer that's different to other people offering things? So I'm going to use something that's easily understandable by a lot of people, whether you're male and are a gym goer or whether you're female and you're looking at reducing your weight. I'm going to use a business around wellness and weight loss and things like that and energy because it's going to be something everybody understands. So there's lots of product out there on the market for protein shakes, which is what some people use to help them with their weight loss, but also what some people use to help them with their fitness. Now, how do you determine what's unique about each different protein product? Some might be that they're great value for money. Some might be they use high quality whey protein. Some might be that they're vegan, vegan, however you pronounce it. I never quite know how you pronounce that. But anyway, you know, you might go and buy protein powder from a company that's not the cheapest on the market, but you buy it because they have a value about having grass-fed cows, etc., and the whey protein's a lot, um, a lot higher quality. So you need to work out for your product or service what is amazing about you and your product, service, etc. What's unique? Why would anybody buy your product, your service, as opposed to somebody else that's selling the same thing or promoting the same thing? So what's amazing about you? Then A number two is avatar, your audience. What do they look like in detail? Don't just put you provide a product for um, men that are using gyms between the age of 25 and 40. Yeah, that's great. You know, what a lot of marketing people do, well, they'll be saying, well, 
who's your right you know who who are you marketing this for and you'll get something really broad like men under 40 no avatar is about going a little bit deeper what does your customer that you want look like are they maybe doctors you know where do they hang out what kind of lifestyle are they in? So you build this avatar that describes your customer and you might need to do two or three of them. And it's all around the people that are most likely to buy your product or service, but in a detailed way. So almost create a a little pseudonym person, if you like. So if I go back to the example I'm using around sort of a, a weight loss or fitness thing, you might have two avatars, one for the people that are going to come to you and use this protein powder for weight loss, and one for the people that are going to come to you and use this protein powder as part of their fitness regime because they're, they're building muscle, etc. So describe them in detail. You know, Fred is a young man uh, between the ages of 20 and 35 who is interested in building muscle uh, and being as fit as possible um, to go out into the world. Fred is somebody that earns this kind of income, enjoys um, health and fitness, etc. You get my drift, don't you? If we go down the route of somebody that's looking to have, say, a weight loss use of the protein powder, then it might be that your avatar is Frida. Frida is a lady over the age of 40 who, you know, due to the changing in hormones, struggles to keep weight off, struggles to plan the day, easily falls off the bandwagon. Frida is someone that has an income of X and is prepared or desires to pay for a higher quality product um, with great taste that is kind to the animals it comes from, etc, etc. So you create an avatar or two that describe exactly who would take your product or services what kind of income they have, what kind of lifestyle they have, where they might usually shop, all of that sort of stuff. You get my drift, don't you? Then we come on to A number three, which is affliction. And this is about the problems and pains that bring them to your door. What is their need as opposed to your need? So this is all about your customer. So, Fred's problem or pain might be that no matter what he eats, you know, he's trying to bulk up his muscle. And if he was to do that, we say chicken, he'd have to eat lots of chicken breasts each day. He'd struggle to fit in all the meals. So Fred might be somebody whose pain is he wants something easy to make, easy to take with him that is going to add to his protein consumption for the day. So that's one problem somebody who's in a fitness um, regime might want to deal with. They don't want to have to eat 10 chicken breasts a day. For Frida, it might be their pain or problem is that they're over 40, they struggle with their metabolism, their hormones are changing and they want a higher quality product. They're not worried about paying extra money for it if it's going to give them their better um, 
they're better quality but their problem is they want a product that's going to deal with the stage in life um because if you're a woman out there listening and you're over 40 you know that your whole body changes once you get past 40 so think about their problems and pain i've done it before in my property business uh if you know if i'm buying direct from a vendor you've got certain problems or pains that would would bring them direct to you rather than going to say an estate agent and that could be they want a really quick sale they've maybe got some financial struggles they've got a property that in order to sell through the open market needs a lot of work doing to it and they don't have the funds to invest in that work but they want to sell quickly so there's some problems and pains that you want to consider And a few examples of different ways that you'd bring them in, depending on your business. Now, the fourth one, artifact. Yeah, what? Have we suddenly gone digging out in the the depths of archaeological um, existence? No, we haven't. It's the only A that could be thought of for what this represents, which is actually the products and services that you provide. So it's your artifact, your packages, your product. So, yeah. I couldn't think of another A and I don't think anybody else could that came up with the four A's. The thing with doing your artifact is to describe your product and service in a succinct and easier to remember way. Yeah, you don't want it to be a description that's so long that nobody can remember what the heck it is that you provide. Um, So, for instance, uh, let's say you're a coach my artifact in one area of my my life is that I I empower women to maximize their investment in property education. There you go. That's succinct. It describes what I do. I empower women uh, through my coaching to maximize their investment on their property education. So that's my artifact. Now, the details of what that is, is totally different. But from point of view of marketing, you want something succinct and easier to remember. Yeah. Some people will do it with their brand. So there's one brand where they don't really have a, well, they do have a tagline, but we recognize the brand immediately by the curved shape tick on the logo. Um, But they also have a tagline that says, just do it. Just do what? You can't tell what it is they they offer through through their their services just by the word just do it, but because that succinct way combined with their logo has now got brand awareness around it, we know exactly which company that is. And if you don't, get hold of me on my social media and ask me and I'll tell you. But find a way to succinctly state what it is you offer, and. For some companies, they might have product lines of 15 different product lines. You can't reel off 15 different products in a succinct way. So what you do is you come up with something that describes simply what it is you provide. So when you've sat down, done your vision, worked out your purpose, your mission, your values, and you've looked at the four A's, what you're amazing and unique at, who's your audience or avatar that's going to buy from you specifically, what work do they do, what lifestyle, etc. What's their affliction, what's their problems and pain and what's your artifact that effectively is going to solve their problems and pain. When you've done that, you have got the bare bones of a plan and that'll allow you to start creating your business. 
from those bare bones, you can start to look at uh, creating a full-blown business plan. Now, don't panic. Yeah, some of you will hear the word business plan, then you go, oh, no, war and peace. A business plan does not have to look like war and peace. For some people, it could be one A4 sheet of paper. If obviously you're going to go out and get funding, then it'll have a lot more in it than one A4 sheet of paper and a few lines of wording. But what we can do with the bare bones of knowing the clarity of where we're going, why we're going there, how we're going to get there and who we're going to effectively market to this product or service to and what is it we're marketing, we can then start looking further down the line at things like financial projections, break-even analysis, how much do you need to earn to keep the lights on, cash flow models, remembering that some seasonal businesses may get more revenue in the summer than the winter and vice versa, but also staffing, overhead costs, and lots of other things that you might want to start planning in a business plan. So there you go, a little bit today um, around vision, values and the four A's. In a future episode, I'm going to go through those values in more detail. How do you decide what your values are for your business? We're going to cover those. I'm also going to be joined in a future episode by an accountant who's going to shine a light on which business type do you go for? Sole trader, partnerships, limited companies. There's lots to consider around the model you use for your business um, for both tax purposes and for maximizing your profit. So we're going to get an accountant on one of our podcasts to go through all of that, cover a few questions off that you might be considering as you start a business and shed a little bit more light on the things you want to be getting up to, to take that idea you've got, transform it and create a phenomenal business. I will see you on the flip side, guys. To keep up with what we're doing and what's coming on Sweat, Grit and Hustle, do visit us at www.sweatgrithustle.com.